0: Hello and welcome to episode 148 of Pop Culturally Deprived, where each week we watch a movie I've never seen before, which is most of them, and talk about the good, the bad, and the medieval. This week we're going to be talking about The Night Before Christmas on your I Should Think the Douche podcast. Mandy Kay, and you can find me on Twitter if you want to talk about all of the Christmas movies.
1: And I'm Matthew Vose. You can find me on Twitter at Matthew Vose. Merry Christmas, Mandy.
0: Merry Christmas, Matthew.
1: Merry Christmas Eve. Depending, I mean, people might be listening to this in 2020, so.
0: That's true. But still. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry
1: Christmas everyone. God bless us, everyone.
0: God bless us, everyone. <laughs> yes. So we are watching a brand new. Christmas movie this year. This is not, like, pop-culturally deprivation because nobody has seen this yet.
1: (laughs) No, absolutely. (laughs) This movie Um, came out
0: two days ago when we're recording this.
1: Yeah, this is the weird thing, isn't it? Like, this episode doesn't go out for a month yet.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Uh, But to us, it's like, oh, it's just come out and researching a podcast on this has not been easy because obviously we've watched it fairly close to recording which sometimes we do sometimes we don't Mm -hmm. there are no quotes online so looking up things about you know right right talk about has been more difficult there's no information about some of the actors there's only a couple of interviews to to reference for the background research
0: yep there's not Mm. really much of anything so this is just us watching the movie and talking about it that's it
1: oh scary (laughs) I can't like look up and see what other people thought and steal their thoughts. No. Right. No, um, no. Nope. It's not that I me. would ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, how come you never watched this one before?
0: Because <laughs> uh, it came out two days ago. <laughs> but actually, here's a question for you. You are the one who suggested we do this movie. So why, one, why did you want to do a newer Christmas movie? And why specifically did we decide on this one?
1: I think there is something that now we are approaching the end of our third year doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, we do need to start thinking a bit further afield of some of the stuff we do. Right, right. You know, 140 however many movies we've covered of the big movies. And there are still some big ones on, on the list, but it's nice to have that broad approach. Um It's fun to do different things. Like, I've always enjoyed that we get to mix up what we cover, when we cover it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So... Rather than, and particularly because of Christmas, you know, this this will be what our, let's say, 12th Christmas film. Right. I mean, you love Christmas, so you've watched a lot of Christmas films anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. So there's
1: that. Yeah. We've done, you know, Muppet Christmas Carol and Scrooged and Christmas Vacation. You know, again, the big one. Mm-hmm. So, like, at some point we need to start doing a slightly broader range of them. Yeah. And the new Vanessa Hudgens is probably the one to go with.
0: Was it? Really, though? Was it? <laughs> oh god this is so interesting you know we talked a while and and, and we'll talk about this again in a minute i think but we talked a couple weeks ago about Mm -hmm. whether or not watching movies for the podcast has changed how i experience watching movies and i think this movie is the very like epitome of that experience okay so oh yeah yeah Yeah. Okay, so many of you probably have not actually seen The Night Before Christmas, or as Matthew likes to call it, The Knigget Before
1: Christmas. Before Christmas.
0: It's a 2019 uh, Christmas rom-com directed by Monica Mitchell and written by Kara J. Russell. It stars Vanessa Hudgens and Josh Whitehouse. And in this movie, a medieval English knight is magically transported to present-day Ohio, where he falls for a high school science teacher who is disillusioned by love.
1: Aww. Aww. But she does like her Christmas.
0: But she does like her well, I don't know. I I have some issues with her Christmas
1: okay.
0: like cheer as well.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: She's a monster. Okay. She's a monster.
1: Let's well okay, let's try and get there so we can get into this. Hey, how did you watch this Netflix film that came out two days ago?
0: Um, I watched it on my phone. No, on Netflix. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Netflix. Netflix movie guys. Yeah. Product placement. Get Netflix. <laughs>
1: again like like we did with c yesterday we'll link to the film in the show notes so if you listen to this and decide you want to watch it go click that that link
0: yeah yep Mm. are you super familiar with other movies like this i know we know that i watch hallmark christmas movies every year and netflix is really trying to like piggyback on that so they're very similar stylistically Mm. Mm. so kind of where do you fall on this kind of movie
1: I'm, I'm not super familiar with the Hallmark holiday film type thing. Right. Um, is Hallmark even
0: a thing there?
1: I don't know <laughs> is probably the main answer. There is a – or used to be, I am not sure if they're still in existence, but a greeting card company called Hallmark.
0: Yes, yes. It's the same company. Is that the same company? Yes.
1: Right, okay. So Hallmark is a chain of, chain of card shops over here.
0: Yes, okay.
1: Is it a channel – Yes. Not that I oh, know of.
0: Okay. Uh, we've oh, got three. No, we've got three Let's. Hallmark channels. There's the Hallmark channel, there's the Hallmark movie channel, and then there's Hallmark murder and mystery movie channel.
1: Okay. So we're going to do a live lookup, because it, it might be. It's just that I don't, you know. <laughs> I go to 301, which is the start of the movie section. I go to 314, which is the end of the movie, or the good movie section. Okay. okay. And 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 then uh, repeat, rinse and repeat. All right. Uh
0: Live fact checking oh. Matthew right now.
1: See there's no way of searching for a channel. Hmm. This this sounds like a Google to me. Hallmark. Channel?
0: Apparently in 2010 it was rebranded as the Universal Channel.
1: Oh Right, hang on, hang on. Uh TV guide. I, I check what movies are on TV every week, mm-hmm. basically. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go film. Show me your film listings. Show me them in a list rather than the grid. Because the grid sucks ass. <laughs> um, we have – so we have the Sky Channel. We have ITV, Channel 4, Channel 5. They're all these things. We have three Sony channels. Okay. One of which is Christmas specific. Nice. Which, on this day in November, is showing the Christmas Takeover, Snowmen, Christmas Lodge, Battle of the Bulbs, a gift-wrapped Christmas, Christmas Grace, Ebby, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, Correcting Christmas, The Christmas Project, An En Vogue Christmas, Christmas on the Bayou, and The Year Without a Santa Claus. Nice. (laughs) Um, There's also Sony Pictures Christmas Plus One, (laughs) should you have missed and want to go back and see the beginning of it. I'm sure there is... Oh, there's a Paramount Channel. That's the other network for the channel. So, is there no Universal? Is there a Search Universal TV HD? What's this? Not doing anything. So, it might be. Okay. I think is is the end of this. I, I think I've done. I spent way longer than I should have done looking up the Hallmark Channel.
0: Well, the Google says it is available on Sky and Virgin. Whatever that means.
1: So, so uh, the two main cable equivalents over here is probably the best okay. way to say them okay. sky is satellite so i have a dish outside to study here virgin is through the fiber network okay i have watched a few recently i've got a very good friend called Catherine, not my wife <laughs> <Catherine>. okay because <laughs> very good friend who lives downstairs no um <laughs> who does love christmas as well and she was the one who a few years ago first went we're like oh well there's a uh, a film with summer glow as an elf Right, yeah, so it, I, I think so I we've talked it. about
0: Help. that every Christmas now. Yeah,
1: so I finally watched Help for the Holidays last year, two years ago maybe. She's recommended another one called A Snow Globe Christmas. A Snow Globe
0: Christmas. That With sounds familiar.
1: S- someone else famous in it, whose name I now can't remember, which I couldn't find anywhere to watch last year until it was suddenly on TV on the twenty of December. So I've recorded it, and I'm going to watch it this year.
0: Alicia Witt. That well, style, yes. yes.
1: Who's the main woman in that?
0: Uh, Alicia, She's Witt. A singer, I think. Uh, Christina Milan is also in it.
1: Yes, there we go. So that's 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 the sort of cheesy one on this year's list. Okay. And and I did watch I did watch the Christmas Prince because everyone was talking about it.
0: Oh, good. Have you seen the Christmas Prince too? No. And the third one comes out this year soon.
1: Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I did. didn't I didn't watch Switched at Christmas because it, it seems to be. I not didn't parent watch that trap. one. Yeah. Something along those lines. It seems right, like right. We, we've been having this, this quite an intense conversation about it, actually, that Netflix really do seem to find scripts or projects that are basically other things that already exist and then making them.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that like, what everybody's doing right now,
1: though? Yeah, but it, with Netflix, it feels even more so. There's a film called Next Gen, which is basically Big Hero 6, but slightly different. And... Okay. I I can't think of other examples. There, there was some where you were looking through going, hey, wait, oh, yeah, there's a film called Divines that sounds very similar to a film called Girlhood. Okay. And it's just...
0: Well, I mean, I feel like this is something that Hollywood has always been doing, though, because you've got movies like Chasing Liberty and First Daughter. You've got movies like Um No Strings Attached and, oh, the other one that was almost exactly like it that I can't remember the name of it now. But I feel like there's always, like, competing studios always release very similar movies around the same time.
1: Yeah, these are not around the same time.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, that's thing, fair, Netflix, enough, fair and
1: enough. Like, You look at them, you go, did someone just like, did it take ages to get on here or something? I, I I, think part of it is just Netflix are making a lot of money, so they're trying to put the money back into the system. And it, and it is all the benefit of, you know, we have access to a huge amount of world cinema, a huge amount of films directed by women, which historically you haven't been able to find mm-hmm certainly as easily as it is now. And it's still not easy, but it's better than it was. Right, right. So there's that benefit. And the other thing that occurred to me is you never hear in the discussion of Netflix, an equivalent of like Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. There's no one person who is making a huge amount of money off this company.
0: Right, right.
1: There might be, and they're just being quiet about it. Which is the smart thing to do. Well, absolutely. But Netflix really has this vibe of sort of, you know, the money goes back into the system.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. I'm sure they have shareholders who are you know, doing very well or something. but
0: Right. Mm. Okay.
1: Sorry. Mini rant about <laughs> Netflix's production system. Right. Have you seen a film called Kate and Leopold?
0: Oh, absolutely. Many okay. times.
1: This seems to be Kate and Leopold is <laughs> the end of that conversation. like?
0: Kind of.
1: I mean, it is time. It, there are a number of time travels, like time travel stories like this. There's a Gerard Depergeal one that's supposed to be excellent. Right. Um,
0: the difference being Kate and Leopold, Kate went back to him. And in this one, right. he came to the future for her. So slightly different. Hang on, doesn't... No, no in the end. In the okay, end. Okay, I see. Got it. Yeah. For them to be together. Meg Ryan went to the past right. to be with him. like Hugh Grant. And yeah.
1: The- Hugh Jackman.
0: Yes, Hugh Jackman, absolutely. Yes, yes.
1: Really similar. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh Grant doing the Wolverine thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so this was the, Kate Leopold was the first movie I ever saw Hugh Jackman clean shaven. I came okay. to him as Wolverine. Yeah, and so this movie mm, was really movie. weird, and I think that's why he just went because uh, Hugh Grant is very clean shaven, and he's uh, Hugh, and they're mm, both okay. You know, it's it's <laughs> whatever. It's fine. They're not the same. I get it.
1: I, I, there was something in this story in Night Before Christmas that I was like, I think he's going to stay because she's got all this family and stuff that mm-hmm. she's really into. But I could see her going back. Mm-hmm. But they never went down that path. I think there was just a moment that was like, oh, that would be the way to fix to sort of solve the oncoming conflict.
0: There was no mm. conflict in this movie.
1: Well, yeah. Like, okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> did you? What, what did you think of the film?
0: Um. Okay. So I did like it. I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a great Mm. Netflix romance Christmas movie. You know, it, it, it's, it's my thing, right? It wasn't as good as I hoped it would be, but I think that's because I was watching it for the podcast. So I was taking notes and I was like exploring the story and the narrative and why are they doing this? And that doesn't make sense. And there's like plot holes and. These things exist in all of these kinds of movies. They're fluff, right? They're mm-hmm. low-budget fluff. They're just pure, purely entertainment. They're not intended to be these amazing works of art. And and so watching it for the show kind of made my experience different. Okay. I think if I had just watched it to watch it, I would have absolutely loved it. I would have adored it. Right. Okay. Um. Instead, I I was happy. Like, there were certain things in it that I really enjoyed – Mm -hmm. Um, but there were other things that I found myself wishing had been done differently.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: And I think Brooke's a monster.
1: Yeah. uh, Okay. Should we talk about that? (laughs) Can I tell you what I thought of it?
0: Yes. Please, please tell me what you thought of it.
1: I I think I thought very much the same thing. Like, yeah, it's a really ordinary film. Yes. There's, there's, uh, I mean, you're absolutely right. There is no conflict in this they try to imply there is at the end but there's no conflict in this there's no point i was like ah, the daughter might die or she's house on the ice
0: right right Clearly, that yeah. was never
1: gonna happen but i can't help but have enjoyed it as like it's a warm blanket yes and and uh, although it was very ordinary and doing all the ordinary stuff you would see it did it very well mm-hmm. and and quite capably so i actually rated it a little bit higher than perhaps i would otherwise have done okay because if you judge it on its own terms, what it does, it does quite well.
0: Yes, and I mean Vanessa Hudgens and Josh Whitehouse have great chemistry together. Mm-hmm. I mean, watching them on screen was lovely. I mean, the issues yeah. that I have with it are story issues, and and it's not this. You know, you don't go to these movies mm. for story, right? You mm-hmm. go to these movies for the fantasy, for the fantastical to disappear for a little while and enjoy happily so. ever after. Yeah. Um, so it's it's an interesting dichotomy. I think um, my only real complaint, I think, about the movie is that generally in movies like this, you do have a conflict in the relationship mm-hmm. that yep. makes you wonder: are they or are they not going to end up together? And mm-hmm. we didn't get that here.
1: Yeah, it's it's the thing that we talked about on Pride and Prejudice. Like it's supposed to be worlds collide, mm-hmm. opposites attract, sort of thing. Right. He adapted to being in a modern world very, very Very quickly. (laughs) She believed him very quickly. And they never gave us any. In fact, all they gave us was reasons he doesn't need to stay. Right. There was the brother. But other than that, he didn't see his family. He had he was squiring and other people looking after him. And he'd now become a knight. But as we saw, there were lots of knights. So who cares?
0: Right. Exactly. And they never
1: gave. Yeah. Go on.
0: Um, we never got any, uh, like, miscommunication or anything mm-hmm. between them that made them angry at each other or, like, walk yeah. away from each other. It was all just very ha- happy. Saccharin is a good descriptor, yep. I think, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing.
1: No. No, you're right. This is this is something you watch with some old wine or hot chocolate or, you know, under a blanket with a fire. Yes. It's just, yeah. It's, it's easy and unchallenging and all the rest of it. Yeah. Why is she a monster?
0: (laughs) What kind of person loves Christmas enough to decorate their empty guest house for Christmas but doesn't put their Christmas tree up until December 21st?
1: Okay, but the sort of person who has a guest house that they decorate and they've got all the animals on the front of it and all the. She's got a huge amount of lights up. Like, she is spending a lot on both bulbs and electricity.
0: Yes, yes, she is. But she didn't put up a Christmas tree. She's a monster.
1: And she doesn't, she clearly doesn't spend much time there.
0: Clearly. The thing
1: about um, the kitchen is lucky to see me microwave from Mama. (laughs) Which is a weird line.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, okay. It's weird that she decorated an empty guest house to start with. Like it Mm -hmm. had wreaths and garlands and all kinds of things in the house. But she didn't have a Christmas. That's my sticking point. She didn't have a Christmas tree and she did all these things. So that makes her a monster to me.
1: Okay, got it. Can I then make a suggestion for how we improve this? Absolutely. Based on all of this. Right. So it's lacking a central conflict. Yes. I'm going to throw back to something you said earlier that, um, what was it? He falls for high school science teacher disillusioned by love. Mm -hmm. The disillusioned by love never came across. She doesn't like her ex-boyfriend, but it doesn't necessarily come across that she's like... Love is terrible. I mean, oh, no, you, you've got me th- thinking about it. There is the line that she does to the kid of, like, focus on yourself and all that kind of right, thing. Right, right. But she's not miserable about it. I
0: mean, she tells her student that true love doesn't exist. You know, we all grow up fantasizing about being a princess and finding true love with a knight in shining armor and living happily ever after. But the thing is, that's all it is. A fantasy. Yeah, that's kind of disillusioned by love.
1: Absolutely, I think it doesn't. It didn't come across well enough without me thinking about it, Neil.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: So, lean into that more. Make her so disillusioned by love. She's like, no, I'm not going to get close to this guy. Even as as they are getting close, because it all goes wrong. He's going to. We don't know how he got here. He's going to end up going back, and I'm going to lose him forever. Right. So why would I fall for him? Why you know and. You know, she does all this stuff for other people and she decorates her house and spends so much time decorating the house and the guest house and all this stuff to distract her from her own enduring loneliness. And having a Christmas tree in her own house might be enduring loneliness. Oh,
0: that cuts deep. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Sorry.
0: <laughs> my life before I met my current significant other does not need to be the subject of a movie, Joseph. Okay. Oh my God, I just called you Joseph. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah okay you got me good, blustered good. talking about my life decorating a little bit red over there fill the hole in my heart i am red <laughs> oh my god okay um
1: yeah sorry if i've called you out a little bit there Love um it she no but but lean into that that's why she does all this stuff for the people that's why she's never home because she's she, you know she's doing stuff for the people without Mm. necessarily facing that thing they start falling for each other but she's saying no she's saying no and she's insisting he has to go back right and then something about or 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 she's resisting falling for him because she believes he's going to go back and then when he goes back she's like see i was right and just spends christmas on her own depressed or something and then he comes back and it gives you an even happier ending. Yeah, it gives you some conflict in there because she is utterly resisting the thing because she's been, you know, right, heartbroken before. Right, and and him a reason not necessarily to stay because he's been, you know, she's forced him to go back or something, and right. then he realizes he should have been there for her or or quite what he cares or something. Yeah, right. I, I don't I don't quite know how to finesse that ending, but. Yeah, yeah, they would well, looked into that a little bit more.
0: It would, it, they'd have mm. to change the setup for the movie, I think, to do that ending because the setup for the movie is that the the old crone sends him from fourteenth century England to twenty first century Ohio mm-hmm. to find his destiny to become a true knight, and that destiny is apparently falling in love with a high school teacher from Ohio. That's his destiny yeah so i think we would have to dial that back in order to like have him be willing to go back because she hasn't fallen in love with him. you know like to address some of that disillusion there would have to be less destiny and more disillusion disillusionment
1: i i actually think that almost fixes the thing i can't quite fix because the old crone can say why do you think i sent you there to that time Imagine if your one true love was born seven hundred years and seven thousand miles away from you, and I found a way to make it work. Why couldn't you? Oh! Or, I- imagine, imagine the old crone appears to. Um. Brooke. Yeah, Brooke. Brooke. Vanessa Hudgens.
0: Her name is Brooke.
1: <laughs> um, Gabriella. That's what I keep wanting to call her. Uh. <laughs> imagine, imagine the old crone appears to Gabriella as a barista or something on Christmas morning, and you know she tells her the the story, and she's like, you know, you you won true love, and he came across seven hundred years and seven thousand miles, and you sent him away.
0: Yeah, that oh. would have only worked though if they were going to send her back to the past.
1: Yeah, I and I think that's why perhaps I expected it for right. her going back to the past, because I expected conflict somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, None absolutely. never came.
0: Yeah. yeah. I expected us to see the old crone more than we did. Like, I mm-hmm. really thought there was a scene, um, but it, it ended up being an absolute throwaway scene where Cole goes back to the guest house alone. And I expected him to show up to the guest house and have the old crone already there waiting for him to, like, chastise him. Right. because things weren't going the way they were supposed to go and he was letting brooke kind of keep her distance at that point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so i was a little bit disappointed that they didn't do that mm. and then it, it was a completely throwaway scene like I, maybe yeah. it was not there and they edited it out because like he was just there for like 30 seconds and then we cut something else
1: yeah the the editing on this was so strange like Almost in the middle of conversations. Next scene starts. Yeah. Right? We've got to keep going. We've got a lot to pack in. And we've got a lot to pack in that does not matter. Yeah. You know, that the the, the bit you're talking about there. No reason for it. Almost the bit of him going back to the Christmas castle didn't matter. He got some advice from the Santa, in inverted commas, bad advice. Yes. That thing of, you know, it's only a failure when you give up. No, that's what gets people into debt. And, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's that's not good advice. <laughs> the ex-boyfriend? I sort of get it, you know, if they were doing this thing of, all, oh, she's not sure she wants to be in love and she's resistant to it or something. But they didn't really do that. They just fell for each other. And then he realized he loved her and came back to her. Yeah, the but student? it gave us some
0: great lines. Like, oh.
1: Well, I should thank the douche for the garments he provided. <laughs> yeah, but kind of throw away. The neighbor and her being jealous of the neighbor.
0: Oh, yeah. No, and, and the way she like switched it off so quickly with the mistletoe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that didn't it was need just, to be there.
1: Give me more of the neighbor of the backstory there or don't do it. The woman with the husband who had the back problem mm-hmm. didn't come to anything, really. Right. I mean, it showed that he could fix the back problem because this guy's, as she says, a renaissance man. (laughs) He is pretty perfect.
0: Of course he is.
1: But yeah, there was so much in this. I'm like, this is quite inelegant if this is just to show us that he knows how to solve, you know, his natural remedy for solving things works really well. Yeah. Okay, there's a better way of doing that. Such as the bread, which was very nicely done. That was a really good touch. Yes, the the great bit of him standing in the back of the scene eating a roll out of every packet of, of <laughs> And spitting it out, <laughs> spitting it out just in the background of the scene that then becomes the point of the scene. Like that was a very nice way of doing it. Right, right, yeah, mm. yeah. So,
0: <laughs> all right. So there was some product placement in this movie. There in was a couple bit of places.
1: Product. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I think Netflix was product placing Netflix.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, They showed us clips of a movie that I got really excited about, you know, and usually Mm -hmm. because I know we've 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 talked about this before when you see a movie on the screen that somebody is watching and you want to know, is it a real movie? Yeah. And most of the time it's Mm -hmm. not like I can't remember what it was we watched last year, but it had um, a Valerie Bertinelli movie on the screen Mm -hmm. and I looked it up to see if it was real. It was a cancer movie. And um, it wasn't real. And I was really disappointed it wasn't real. They filmed that just for that movie. Amazing. The Rob Lowe, Kristen Davis movie is a real movie. It's a, one of Netflix's new Christmas movies from this year. And they had them watching it Great. inside this movie. And I think that's brilliant. And I really want to watch that movie now. So,
1: yep. Now, th- there was an article about this starting uh, a holiday interconnected universe. Right. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that's us talking about it because we want to joke about like, oh, holiday movies are the new MCU. Right. Idea. I, I, but I like them throwing in little mentions of things like that. Mm-hmm. And the thing of the Christmas Prince. And just, I, I, I think there are others in there maybe. Right. I wouldn't have picked up on, but it's like, that's quite cute. I would,
0: I honestly, I don't think I would have caught the Christmas Prince one if I hadn't just recently watched the trailer for the Christmas Prince 3.
1: Okay. Because I had forgotten
0: right. that the town, the country in The Christmas Prince is Aldovia. Mm-hmm. Like, I still always think Genovia from <laughs> The Princess Diaries, right? Right, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so um, Aldovia just was not something in my head. But I had just recently watched that trailer, and so I knew it was there. Mm. And when they mentioned Aldovia and this, I was like, they're in the same world. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, I want to go to Aldovia, too. <laughs>
1: It's it, it, it. What it reminds me of is Rapunzel going to Elsa's coronation. Yes, in the first Frozen. Yes, you know it. It's not mentioned. It's not important. It's just a thing. Yeah, great. Yep. Al- although there is the theory that it was Rapunzel's wedding that Elsa's parents were going oh, yeah. to. Yeah, on the boat. <laughs> That's a little bit dark. <laughs> yeah. Um. They did another bit of product placement, though. Alexa. They placed an Amazon Echo (laughs) at least once, if not twice, that appeared to, A, not be plugged in and light up in a way that the Echo devices don't light up, but fine, 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 fine.
0: (laughs) And then they banished it to the outside air in the freezer.
1: The outside air in the freezer. That was was a nice touch. I found it, it really out of place, other than just making a joke about him in the modern world and that is a thing in the modern world.
0: Yeah. You know, it reminded me of what we do in the shadows, though. Because mm, you remember mm. when, um, oh God, what's Stu. his name? Stu. Yeah, when he, he was teaching them about Google. And yeah. he was like, well, look for my jacket that I lost. That's <laughs> a really
1: nice scarf.
0: Scarf, that's what it was. <laughs> and Sir Cole tried to get Alexa to find his horse.
1: Lady Alexa play.
0: <laughs> Lady Alexa play, yes. <laughs> Lady Alexa play is pretty great.
1: So weird. And, and it's really strange because obviously. The, electric, the the echo device, and I'm having to say echo device I know. because if I say her name, that's going to light up over there. Um, has a different voice and accent than mine does, so can I you wasn't totally. Sh- possibly, you can. I think you can change male to. F- no, you can't on on the echo. Oh, I don't know. But but she has a British accent over here.
0: Oh. Yeah. She does not have a British accent here, so. No, she has an American accent. Yes.
1: Funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they sell them with, like, different accents around the U.S. as well?
0: I don't know. I imagine you can change. It has to be a setting you can change.
1: If you say good morning in North Carolina, she's like, howdy, y'all.
0: No. (laughs) I had an Alexa device. Should not do that.
1: Amazing. But I gave up Um, my Alexa
0: devices for the Google Homes.
1: Okay. That's fair.
0: There was another bit of product placement. I don't know if you noticed it. King Arthur Flower. No. You didn't notice it? I assume
1: that's the thing they baked with. That was
0: what they were baking with, right. yes. But the, the bags of flour were very prominent. And King Arthur flour is very um, distinct. Like, the, the bag, the logo, to okay. me, is very mm-hmm. different. It's, it's Most of them are just kind of plain bags that say flour, and King Arthur has a big logo. And okay. I was baking a lot last year trying to do sourdough, so that's probably why right. I noticed. But it was prominent enough that I'm sure they had to, like, King Arthur probably paid for that placement.
1: Mm. And why not? Like, go to the flower companies. Hey, we're going to be featuring some flower in our movie. We'll feature yours if you give us $5,000.
0: Well, and they were featuring a medieval knight.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it makes sense. It works. But yeah, a lot of product placement in this Netflix movie.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a weird placement. Norwich. I don't don't even know where that is. Norwich. Norwich is almost diametrically the opposite side of London from where I am. Okay. So I'm southwest, it's northeast, but, but like probably a hundred miles away from London. It's just such a random thing. And especially because when they were calling out the names of all the knights, all the other knights' locations were not real locations except Norwich.
0: Oh, interesting. Huh. I don't know.
1: Why Ohio? Yeah, really, well, exactly. It's just they're so random. You know, not, not. Not major things that you see in everything, because it, it was small town Ohio as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like it was, insert Ohio state capital here.
0: Cincinnati? Cleveland. Is,
1: that, is Cleveland a state?
0: No, Cleveland is not a state. It's okay. a city in Ohio, but I don't know. Because I want to the, say Colorado, and Colorado. Colorado is, is right a Ohio. state. Yeah. Um, okay, what is the capital of Ohio? <laughs> Largest metro is greatest in Cincinnati. Columbus, Columbus, Ohio.
1: Of course, it is because there is a film called Columbus that we're going to be watching in next year in the society. Okay. Good. Good.
0: I am a terrible geography student.
1: I mean, I get it being a northern state, so you can do the snowy Christmas thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But so often it's the Chicago suburbs,
0: or like upstate New York.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or New but in this, Yeah, trying to do small town is... Yeah. You know, the larger metropolitan areas like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. I don't know why. Uh, what else? What else did we want to touch on?
0: I think it's really weird that mm-hmm. this movie had some well-known actors in it. Mm-hmm. At least one specific well-known actor that I'm thinking of, and I don't actually know her name because I couldn't figure it out because... They didn't give anybody billing for this movie in the credits, other than Vanessa Hudgens, Josh Whitehouse, the kid, and her sister. Right. Like, that's it. Nobody else was listed. Um, And Mm -hmm. if you go to, like, IMDb, there's, like, a caroler and, like, The Neighbor. But I couldn't find the actor who played the cop. He has a lot of names. Santa has a lot of lines. He's not listed anywhere. Um, the woman who you were just talking about, whose um, her husband had the back issue, mm-hmm. like I've seen her in other things. She's a proper actor. I right. cannot remember her name, but she was not credited for this movie anywhere, mm. and I just find that weird.
1: Yeah, there were lots of strange decisions in this. Uh, that uh, just before we move off there, because you've mentioned the sister Emmanuel uh, Chiriki Chiriqui? Uh, played the sister, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really good casting because she looks properly like Vanessa Hudgens, quite defined features, right? Incredibly, incredibly dark hair and that sort of modern young woman, snarky sarcasm.
0: So it's really funny when I first saw them on screen. My first instinct was they do not look like sisters, but okay. by the end of the movie, I was like, wow, they really do look like sisters.
1: Yeah. She was um, the the sort of on again off again girlfriend of one of the main characters of Entourage, which is why I was sat there like I've seen her in something. I've seen her in something as sort of bitchy Californian, and it's like oh yeah, Entourage. Okay.
0: So I'm looking at IMDb now, and the mm-hmm. full cast is now here. It yeah, was not here two days ago. <laughs> okay. Um, that's really because I looked everywhere trying to figure out what this woman's name was. The um uh, Jane Eastwood. Jane Eastwood. Jane Eastwood. That is her name.
1: Any relation to Clint Eastwood?
0: I don't think so. It okay. doesn't look like it. Alicia Witt is her daughter.
1: Oh, really? Yes. No. So,
0: yes. No relation to fellow actor and director Clint Eastwood. But she's Alicia Witt's mother. And it's like, I know I've seen her in a lot of things.
1: So, so uh, just to bring everyone up to speed with us, we've been talking about Alicia Witt recently because Alicia Witt has been in seven hallmark movies like one every year for seven years running or something Yep, she's in this film snow globe christmas which is what i first noticed and then she just keeps coming up i think she's in one with queen latifah which was a proper release uh last holiday yeah i think she's in that so you know it's surprising to have a proper actress do all these hallmark movies um which is and and she is a very famous character from the david lynch dune film which is why I noticed the name. I'm like, wait, she's in Dune. Why is she in all these Hallmark movies? You know, she's an actor.
0: See, when I think of her, I think of Two Weeks Notice.
1: Right. Yeah. Slightly different. (laughs) Slightly different, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, Netflix also decided to take a little bit of um, Thor in this movie. Mm-hmm. They had um Sir Cole acting like Thor in the diner when he wanted more hot chocolate.
1: Delicious. Another one, wench. Yes. Yeah. And he calls the woman a wench.
0: Yep. Another one, wench. wench and then he calls her a server.
1: <laughs> I I think this might be a difference in our cultures because server feels slightly derogatory to me. But mm, it is- Server's
0: just... standard here. So You would yeah. say server more than you would say waitress or waiter.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Because
0: mm. not servant, but server-
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of this film trying to work out what Josh Whitehouse was reminding me of. And I think it's an amalgam of several things. I think, I mean, he looks like Robert Pattinson. He's got really Mm. similar eyes and the same sort of square jaw.
0: Right, right. Okay.
1: But he was styled like Heath Ledger from 10 Things.
0: Oh yeah. He had the floppy hair going on for sure.
1: Yeah. And he was acting like Thor, but particularly Thor Ragnarok. The really noble, you know, that's what heroes do.
0: Right, right, yeah. <laughs> sort <of> yeah. Thing. <laughs> Except for the one another one went. Well, which, another one went, yeah. You know, all that was missing was him throwing the cup on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which I was expecting. <laughs> so
1: there's that. Yeah. I, I quite like Josh Whitehouse. I was just confused or I didn't quite go on the journey with them of he just adapts to it all so quickly.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's how that would have happened in real life.
1: No. Assuming, Uh, you know, this actually happened, Mm. you
0: know, when a a 14th century night was transported (laughs) to now. But he, like, he wasn't surprised that he was suddenly in a different place. Like, nothing, nothing surprised him. The cars, the the radio. I mean, like, he was confused about where the singers were, but he just took it all in stride.
1: Yeah. And uh, there was something nice in that, but at the same time... It, it just doesn't quite sort of, and, and if you're going to have any conflict, the conflict is going to be in him not adapting or not fitting in. Right. Yeah. You can, you can still have him fitting in with like his old style remedies for things and his old style ingredients for things work really well. Whilst also he doesn't get it and he puts people in danger with his behavior. Well, mm. I'll tell you the thing that we thought the whole bit with the girls going missing, um, and almost falling through the ice, which is really strange. Um, what we thought that was gonna be was the point of him having left his sword, and they'd gone back and taken his sword and started sword fighting with it.
0: Oh God, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like they make a whole point of no leave your sword, so he just plants it in the ground, but outside the house,
0: right, right, okay,
1: <laughs> and then no, we're not gonna use that you know check off sword. We're <laughs> going to have suddenly there's a lake that's not been mentioned that's frozen over, but suddenly this small girl's weight is. Yeah,
0: mm. yeah, it, it was weird. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: especially since she knows she's not supposed to go to the lake. They got lost in the snow, but you would know if you were walking on ice. Like, there's no right. way she got out there accidentally. Like, they no, she ends think up that in the middle through. of it. Yeah, 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 they didn't think that through. So, but, yeah, all right. I feel like his acclimation to the mm-hmm. modern world is almost too fantastical for this fantastical movie. Like, it's, it, it yeah. removes any semblance of realism, and you want some bit of realism to relate to when you watch something like this. Yeah. I mean, I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, it w- it was nice enough. Like you say, yeah. no conflict. No no thing that I would say, actually, if you watch this, it does some quite clever things. It doesn't... Thing- the things it does, it does nicely and well. Right. But...
0: Uh, it's but- very formulaic. It's very saccharine it's very sweet Mm. they mean the same thing but you know
1: (laughs) and and uh, you know going back to some of the decisions they made and some of the stuff they put in i don't think there were many good performances in this i think the old crone was a really odd decision in how she acted yes because she felt modern
0: she did yes
1: but without feeling modern
0: she looked modern except for her clothes. Yeah. They had her her face, her makeup, her hair. Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't But if fit. that's what they wanted to do, they would have done more of it. Right. And maybe have her use modern terminology or something. But they left it ambiguous or, or it's a thing I'm reading that isn't actually there. Who knows? But I think the the student, although that was a good story and I quite liked the, you know, focus on your own goals and mm-hmm. whatever happens will happen was a good message. I think I didn't buy anything from the student and I was very distracted by her wig that was doing nothing for her. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then there's the weirdness of the brother-in-law who gets two lines. Yeah, he was weird. Yeah. And and spends one scene basically holding Josh Whitehouse up and then puts him down and walks off screen.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was weird. Um, The whole bit with them, I think it's when they're at the party. Or, no, sorry, when they're setting up for the party, it looked like rear projection. It looked like they weren't actually there.
0: Oh, I didn't notice. But
1: but that they were being filmed on front. And, that you know, we've seen in some sort of older classic films, the thing of having your sort of star actress, she's the only thing on screen, she's got a light just on her, so she's, like, all glamorously lit and so on. Right. I felt like they were doing something like that with Vanessa Hudgens of... The bit with the car, but this is, I think, where it stood out. He gets in the car and he's trying to work it out. And then it cuts back to her and she laughs at him. And it goes back to him doing something. It cuts back to her and she makes a comment. And it goes back to him. And it's just shots of Vanessa Hudgens stood on her porch <laughs> reacting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if, you know, while she was producer, she didn't have many days of filming. So she got to film a lot of her scenes on her own. And mm. they just inserted them in the editing.
0: Maybe. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's so strange.
0: All right, but did you have favourite moments? Things you really enjoyed?
1: I don't know if I enjoyed it or not, but calling him Sir Cole is the weirdest thing. Because it took me a really long time to figure out what his name is. And then she even mentions it. She's like, Circle? Oh, Sir Cole. I get it now. (laughs) Okay. That joke is not strong enough to have called him Sir Cole.
0: <laughs> okay. I think. I I've is Cole isn't Cole too modern of a name Could for be. a knight?
1: Yeah, but he's a knight in the 14th century who celebrates Christmas. Fair enough. You know, with his oranges
0: they, and half pennies. E-
1: exactly. They definitely did not do that thing with Christmas trees. Um So I quite like that they did that as a joke, but the joke is not quite strong enough. Okay that it landed on the thing i particularly enjoyed this is the bit that stayed with me is his thing of oh that's what i was going to say the whole thing of him um watching tv and that's how he acclimates to to all of this and learns modern culture Mm -hmm. that's what they did in splash
0: yes (laughs) yes no i i felt similarities to splash while i was watching this um
1: (laughs) Oh, good. If there's any film you want to be compared to nowadays.
0: But in a better way? Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, because he ended up leaving his family to stay with her, which is what Tom Hanks did in Splash. Mm-hmm. But he did it in a better way because he went home and he talked to his brother and they realized he he really loved her and wanted to stay for love, not out of fear or anything mm. like that. And so he chose to go back just because he loved her like it wasn't there was no sense of urgency there was no No. emergency to save her from it was just i love her and i want to be with her and that's that's what you want in a story like
1: this yeah the crone just does it it seems that he's past the time she said he had to do it Mm -hmm. but then the crone's fine with it it's fine we're all nice and happy here yeah however he watches tv and in the morning he's talking and he keeps saying stuff in american accent and he has the phrase modern technology is lit af Modern technology is lit AF. <laughs> Which is quite good because I was watching it with someone who didn't know what AF was.
0: <laughs> oh, nice.
1: Um, and also because when we press play on Netflix, it came up with it, with the sort of you know normal kind of rating stuff at the top. And it had a thing of something like implied swearing.
0: Oh, my gosh. Because of AF.
1: And, and that's the only thing we could put it as, <laughs> as being.
0: Oh, that's hilarious.
1: I think there were a couple of times where he used phrases that are like, oh, you don't – things like the wench. Yeah. You you wouldn't use it now, but that's the only one we could think it might have been. Right, right.
0: Yeah.
1: Warning, there's an implication of swearing in here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is Josh Whitehouse British or American? I think he's British. Okay. His American accent's kind of atrocious.
1: What do you think of these awesome new threads? (sighs) They're straight fire. Yeah.
0: But maybe it was done that way on purpose.
1: I would suspect so,
0: ok. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> How about you? and did did this make your heart grow three sizes?
0: Um It would have if I hadn't been watching it for the podcast. ok. But I did and <laughs> really enjoy um the way that he got Brooke to believe him or to entertain the possibility that he was telling the truth about where he was from was, um he told her by that logic only things you comprehend are possible.
1: Sunrises. Every morn, the moon dies only to be reborn each month, and it does so whether I understand them or not. I have traveled here, and it matters not if I understand how. But you know
0: time travel isn't a real thing, right? And the 1300s are now in 2019.
1: Well, by that logic, only things that you comprehend are possible. Mm. And I
0: thought that's really nice. That's a really nice yeah. sentiment. Because there are a lot of things in this world that we don't comprehend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I don't really comprehend how vaccines work, but I know they do, right? <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a nice nod, I think, to believing things, mm. um, even when you can't see them.
1: Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing.
0: Um, I really like that he teaches her how to bake instead of the other way around. Because usually in yep. movies like this, you get the the woman teaching the bubbling man how to do things that teach should probably already know how to do or at least have an idea Mm -hmm. um and you get lots of scenes of women teaching men how to make cookies and things like Mm. that and and this one he was properly teaching her how to bake bread and it was lovely Mm. i liked it i think those are my favorite bits
1: nice nice yeah the the whole bread thing i i quite enjoyed that i thought that was a and, and particularly him saying that he's done all these sort of apprenticeships Mm-hmm. In in learning to be a knight and so on, it's like that. Yeah. That's a very nice way way of talking about him and, and having him coming in, able to do all these things.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't know why they made him do that because we liked him already because he was a nice guy. Right. Very strange. Um. What did you think? Did you see the mid credit sequence with the brother?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. There's going to be a sequel. Yeah. I. Yeah. No, we're going to have the night before Christmas 2, the night after Christmas too, where his brother is the main character who gets
1: also sent to the future there's something about the fact she had a red medallion for the brother that's is that the evil version of it no is he going to do bad things is she no. balancing the scales here no
0: it was just but, it can't be the same medallion because he's a brother
1: but okay but you don't have one blue and one red cuz though it is always red versus blue it's a traditional opposition thing Mm. Have it be yellow or okay, green maybe. or I, I, you know, it's probably me. It's probably not intended to be though. It was just a, a, an identifiable color. Mm-hmm. It just has a vague. I hmm. don't
0: know. No, I think it's just there's going to be a lovely sequel next year.
1: Do you think they had the title before they had the story? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Because <laughs> the title has nothing to do with it at all. It's not a good title. No. not it's not a good
1: title at all someone somewhere was like oh what if i made it about an actual night Like, how do i do this Mm -hmm. and then somehow they fit that into a Vanessa Hudgens. i keep wanting to call it gabriella
0: gabriella yeah no i did that when i was watching it
1: yeah well in this together
0: (laughs) (laughs) i am a little surprised they didn't even have her sing a christmas song no like there was no christmas caroling at all there were no songs
1: there was no dancing no hmm
0: All right. Well, is there anything else that we need to discuss about the night before Christmas?
1: Do you have any other recommendations for the Netflix or Hallmark specials? Anything we should keep our eyes open for? Or or if someone is listening on Christmas Eve, that they should go and watch now.
0: Uh, well, I am a big fan of The Christmas Prince and The Christmas Prince 2 and probably okay. The Christmas Prince 3 when I watch it this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think my favorite Hallmark Christmas movies, there's a trilogy that I didn't think I was going to like. They started coming out several years ago, and I always skipped them because they, it just sounded weird. The right. first one is called Finding Father Christmas. Okay. And it didn't sound very romantic, right? Because Father Christmas...
1: Well, that's that's what we call Santa. So,
0: well, I well, I mean, I I know I get the wordplay, <laughs> but actually, if you read the the synopsis, she is actually looking for her father,
1: right. her birth father, okay. a,
0: as part of the story. Um, and I watched it and I loved it, and yeah. so then there was a second one, and and th- these are spoilers, <laughs> but I mean, you, it's a Hallmark Christmas movie, you know, at the romance they're going to get together at the end, right? So, the second one is called Engaging Father Christmas and the third one is called marrying father christmas and so you kind of get three christmases in a row where you follow the relationship and i love that i love when you kind of get to be in a world for a long time and that's why i really like it because you also get to follow along with some of the other characters that were in this town that you fell in love with and i love them they're really good
1: i have to laugh because having looked it up the poster for it is a guy in green and a woman in red (laughs) It is that there are several lists on Letterboxd now of movie, movie posters for Christmas films where it's a heteronormative couple wearing green and red. Yes. And it's, it's so funny when you see them all together. I love it.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, that, yes, this is definitely Brilliant. one of those things, but it's got a, a great cast. It's got a great story. They're actually probably my
1: favorites. Hmm?
0: I definitely recommend them.
1: Hey, the guy in it was in the Watchmen movie okay uh i'm going through the actors now oh she's famous
0: yeah wendy bellick yeah that's her name i couldn't remember her name but yeah she's in it okay um erin krakow that's the main girl's name she's in um the hallmark tv show when calls the heart she's the lead of that right as well she's she's definitely a hallmark actress (laughs) but i really like her
1: fascinating what about
0: you do you have other than the summer glow one that you didn't actually like what does that help for Christmas or something
1: yeah
0: do you have any that you like
1: that was one that was heteronormative and in a slightly offensive way
0: right right.
1: like mums are supposed to be here to raise their kids and the dad can go off and run the store was the thing oh yeah um we got halfway through a film last year called the Christmas Dragon which maybe I'll finish the other half this year but it was not good I'm trying to think of the other one usually i mean christmas with the cranks is a really good film i could recommend that one of course <laughs> go go and listen to last year's christmas with the cranks podcast if you like bad Mum's christmas was was uh, fine uh, uh, as fine as the night before christmas was okay if if you enjoyed bad Mum's M- bad Mums, the first one bad mom's christmas was fun mm-hmm. though. so and it's got Kristen bell being great and Susan random being great and
0: well, I still haven't seen Bad Moms, so. Worth it. Okay. There was a new Netflix movie last year called The Christmas Chronicles that had Kurt Russell as Santa.
1: There was. I didn't watch it last year. I'm not going to watch it this year.
0: It's better than it looks. I promise. Mm. It was actually really good. And then it was really nice at the very end. There was a cameo where you finally got to see Mrs. Claus and it was Goldie Hawn. Yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> but honestly, it was much better than it looked. And Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Russell does a really good Santa. Okay. Like not a traditional Santa, clearly, right. but it, it was good. I would recommend that one too.
1: Nice. We'll have to find, start finding like Christmas specials from TVs and TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Comparing them. Mm.
0: Yeah. I saw, um, I think it's Jim Mullaney is doing a Christmas special this year for kids. He was a writer on SNL.
1: Right. We don't get SNL over here.
0: You'd probably know who he was if you saw his face. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. If you would like to join the conversation and tell us what your favorite Christmas movies are that maybe aren't the mainstream, more traditional movies, you can use the hashtag Deprived on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at EloquentGushing, or you can send an email to podcast at eloquentgushing.com.
1: We are completely funded by listeners like you through Patreon. Anything you can give, even one dollar a month, it gives access to exclusive content, bonus shows, merch, exciting stuff. And it helps to support us, support the network, and we can develop new shows. If you want to find out more, you can go to patreon.com slash gushing
0: And we'll be back next week where we are going to talk about trading places. Until then, I'm Mandy Kay.
1: And pray you help one as beauteous as myself.
0: You are so beauteous, Matthew.
1: Beauteous. Beauteous.